This is In Blue, a reptile podcast where we talk to some of your favorite reptile keepers, hoping to find out what they just can't live without. We want to bring you closer to some amazing people sharing their stories and experiences about life and the animals they love. Join us as we go deep in blue to shed what we know and gain a fresh new perspective about reptiles and their keepers. Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Heidi. Welcome to the In Blue Podcast. Joining us today is Shane Kelly. Hi, ladies. Hi, Shane. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are y'all? Good. Wonderful. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, My name is Shane Kelly. I run Small Town Exotics, kind of a little small family reptile breeding deal. Uh, mainly focus on ball pythons, but we do have some Western hognose and some leopard geckos that we mess around with too. So, so what do you do for a living? Do you do the reptiles full time? No, no. I've actually, uh, for my main job, I don't know. I'm a jack of all trades. I just, <laughs> I just kind of switched again so I could uh, spend more time at home. I, I did have a job where I was traveling all the time, and it just didn't quite work out with the family and the snake business and all that. So, so, um, what do you like to do for fun? I like to play with snakes and, uh, just hang out with the kids and, and do family stuff. Uh, my kids are getting into boy scouts and stuff. So we're doing stuff like that for fun and kind of like you, I go to reptile shows when I can. And that's kind of like a vacation a little bit. And yeah, pretty much it. I, well, we recently moved to Tennessee. It's been a year, but, you know, I've only actually really been home all the time since December. So I'm still like, even though the family's been here that whole time, it's still like new to me. So I love just driving around and trying new places to eat and all that stuff. So that's cool. So where were you before? Uh, Bakersfield, California. Now we're uh, now we're in Knoxville, Tennessee. So. I want to come to Tennessee so bad. It's beautiful. It it is. It's one of the prettiest places in in the U.S. I want to go. It's, it's and the people are so nice. Like it's like a total opposite of California. Like people go out of their way to say hi to you here and welcome yeah. you and all that. And it's different for me. I'm used to like just not talking to people and <laughs> keeping yeah, my eyes yeah. on my own business. You know. I was like here in Texas, we talk to everybody. So, <laughs> how many kids do you have, Shane? We have eight kids. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. (laughs) So, but let me explain that a little bit. So majority of them are older and on their own. So we have grandkids and stuff too. So we have two uh, younger kids that actually still live at home. Uh, They, one just turned 11 and the other one is 13. Okay. And your wife? Her, well, her name's Kelly Kelly. So that's kind of funny. That's always (laughs) a little conversation piece and uh she uh she's great she she's very supportive supportive of the reptile thing and uh i just kind of let her i don't ever like she she likes to do videos with us sometimes and other times she doesn't so if she wants to she's she's in them if not then she isn't and i just keep it low pressure and you know but i always uh bounce my ideas off her and stuff so she's she's always a part of everything i do behind the scenes of course does she go to shows and stuff with you or is it a lot just because all the kids? Uh, no, she usually goes, uh, we like the last one we did was here in Knoxville. So she could just, she didn't have to go with me. She just came later on when, you know, after she got done getting ready and all that, I didn't have to wait for her or whatever. So. <laughs> That's Jack's favorite part is waiting for me in the mornings while we're getting ready. He's like sitting on the hotel bed. Are you ready yet? <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, Robert's the same way. I'm like, look, I set my alarm clock early enough for me to get ready. Nobody said you had to wake up. You could roll over, and go back to yeah. sleep while I'm getting ready. <laughs> <laughs> so, are any of your kids involved in the animals? Yeah. So, um, the young kids, they're they're the ones actually doing the leopard geckos. That's kind of like their their project, and uh, 
we the the show that just happened in Knoxville, I kind of vended for my first time. I I was there with a friend of mine, uh, Moose from Great Balls of Fryer. <clears throat> so I had uh, animals on his table and stuff, and got a little taste of it. So uh, we just ordered some displays. We're gonna start vending, and now the kids they want to like do their leopard geckos at the shows and stuff. So I'm pretty excited that they're excited to do that. So. So how did they decide on leopard geckos just at the shows? Uh, that's just something they kind of liked. And, and I've always liked leopard geckos too. I had them like when they first became popular and stuff. So they, they wanted something different than me. So that's just kind of what we ended up with. How long have you been keeping reptiles? Uh, that's kind of a trick question. So, so this <laughs> time around since 2019, yeah, so since 2019 is this time, and then in the <clears throat> early to mid-2000s, I had a bunch of, of things. I had, like, one of every species, though, type keeping. I wasn't breeding. Things. So I had, like, a berm, a boa, like, all the different, all the way down to leopard geckos, bearded dragons, king snakes. Like, I had them everywhere. <laughs> Jobs, what was your first job? My first job, my first I, I worked with my family. My family owned a plumbing company when I was a kid. So I, I spent my summers in the desert digging trenches with the shovel and uh, that kind of stuff. Hot work. Oh, yeah. 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 It's good work, though, right? Yeah, yeah. It taught me a lot of life lessons. Yeah. I'm never I'm never too, up, too high up on the food chain to, like, grab a shovel and, and help out. Yeah. So, Shane, tell me one of the craziest stories you've ever had with one of your animals <laughs> i got bit by my mexican beta lizard that one was kind of crazy Ouch. <laughs> and then uh i also like the move out here with i had i downsized to about a hundred reptiles and i packed them all in boxes and like we had to drive straight through so it was 2200 miles of uh keeping the truck at 80 degrees and to only stopping for gas to get everything out here. So that was a that was a memorable experience. And I had my father-in-law helping me drive, who's not a reptile person. So <laughs> <laughs> that was an adventure. Yeah, yeah. So did you yeah. set everything up before you moved out there? Or did do you like have to move all of it and the caging and everything at the same time? I did it all at the same time just because that was the only way to make it work. So I bought a cargo trailer, so I loaded all the racks and incubators and stuff in that. I had all the snakes in the back seat of my truck and little and shipping boxes, basically. Yeah. And then uh, I had my two Labradors in the bed of the truck with the camper shell. One of them's a diabetic, so I had would have to stop every 12 hours, feed her, give her her insulin shot, and then continue on the road. And then as soon as we got to the the place in Knoxville. We built the freedom breeders and put everything together. That was a whole nother fiasco because I had them. We set up in the garage. And then once I went to plug in all the thermostats, none of the electrical worked in the garage. So I had to run extension cords from the house out to the garage, buy space heaters. I slept in between the, the cluster of extension cords just in case there was a fire. I could wake up and put it out. And it was crazy. So what made you decide to move to Tennessee? Well, the short answer would be politics. <laughs> <laughs> politics and taxes, man. So, uh, and then once I came to Tennessee to visit, we came here a few times. Uh, it's just beautiful here. Outside yeah, we kind of we kind of toured other you know different places. We did Texas and Georgia and Tennessee, but when we came to Tennessee, it was like, man, I felt like I was at home already. So, oh, that's awesome. So how did you and your wife meet? Uh, we actually, we've known each other since grade school. And uh, I was best friends with her, with her little brother. Her little brother is my age. She's a couple years older than me. And uh, so I was best friends with her little brother. That's how I originally met her. And then we both did life or whatever. And then like years later, you know, there was Farmville on Facebook. So I found her again on that Farmville game on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, 
asked her out on a date and we've been together ever since. How long have you guys been together? Uh, we've been together since 2010. So uh, about, yeah, 12 years. It'll be 12 years in May. So out of those eight kids, two are hers, five are mine, and then we have one together. So you do Boy Scouts and stuff. I, I So I don't know a ton about Boy Scouts. I don't um, either. So what all, what all do you guys do? Well, I'm still learning about Boy Scouts because I didn't know anything about them either. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of stuff to do. Like actually, I think it's in like two weeks, we're going to what they call the Virginia Creeper. And it's like a downhill mountain biking. I think it's like 17 miles long. They do all kinds of outdoor activities and and uh, teach the kids knots and responsibility, commitment. That's all the, you know, so that's, that's all I know. I, I'm not, I don't know too much about it either because I never did it as a kid. I lived a different kind of life, so. Did you play sports and stuff as a kid or no? No, I, I ran amok. <laughs> Did you, so you grew up in like the desert basically actually i grew up in by the beach in california and then we we moved to the desert uh the last 10 years that we were there so i was a like a beach kind of guy and then did the polar opposite to the desert for a while do you miss being on the beach no people people ask me that a lot i because i grew up by the beach it doesn't really mean i mean it's cool to drive by it but i don't like the sand i don't like tar i don't like seagulls so you weren't so, like a surfer and miss miss the waves or anything like that no i used to surf when i was a teenager and stuff but uh i'd rather i'd rather go to like a river or a lake i like freshwater and, and trees and stuff like that a lot more do you do fishing or hunting or anything no i don't do none of that no you just <laughs> turning over rocks and seeing what you see yeah yeah <laughs> I, I like to go swimming and stuff like that more. I don't have the patience for fishing unless you're like trolling off a boat or something. I could do that. But like, if you're just like casting bait, like I, I'm too much of a squirrel, man. I can't sit still for that long. It, that would drive me crazy. I can't fish. I love yeah. it. So do you travel or other than snake shows and stuff? Yeah, we like to, we like to go on adventures and stuff like our last, our last big one, we uh, took the family to like Hawaii and did the whole tourist thing there, like zip lining and and parasailing, like, you know, just go do all the tourist stuff wherever you go and uh, eat at the local places wherever you go, like the hole in the walls that the locals eat at. Like, yes, that's, that's the kind of stuff I like to do. What's your what's your favorite vacation? Um. I don't know. Hawaii was really fun. San Francisco was really fun too. I would say Hawaii was probably my favorite one so far though. What was your worst? Um, I don't think there is a worst. Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe Texas when we ended up in Waco, I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> there's not really much there there's university and that's it yeah i was like what can we do like oh let's go see the the branch davidians and then you pull up and there's just a plaque i'm like yeah this ain't so fun let's go no yeah like it's not as much fun yeah it's definitely san, san antonio was really nice though too that was a good san place antonio to hang out yeah. yeah yeah we went and seen the alamo and stuff i don't know wherever we go we just do the touristy type whatever's you know so did you do family trips and stuff when you were a kid yeah, uh, I used to go to to Oregon a lot. I, I have family in Oregon, so I would do the drive from California to Oregon was like a like a twelve hour drive. So, and then like Lake Shasta, we did like a lot of uh, like lakes and rivers and, and stuff like that, just various stuff. And I've done a lot to. I mean, I've been to like Disneyland and magic mountain and universal studios like a million times because i lived like an hour from all that stuff when i lived in california so i like grew up around all that stuff now any anytime you, you leave home I, I have fun me personally i mean even like just flying on a plane is fun to me i mean I, yeah. yeah i just find an adventure in anything i do honestly it keeps life interesting that way yeah yeah so what's your favorite date date like with a woman 
well, with your wife, probably. Yeah. yeah well, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. I guess, that, I guess if you have a, a favorite date that wasn't with your wife. No, no. I was like, well, like a, a specific date of the year or like no, a date, like, no. you know, <laughs> um, the, the time we went to San Francisco was like one long vacation, vacation date. It was just me and her. Uh, that, that one was really fun to me. It was just, uh, like a lot of walking and then jumping on all of their public transportation, like catch this line to that line. And it was just like a cool adventure though, the whole time we're there. And then, like I said, we didn't have any kids on that one too. So it was a, it was more of a prolonged date vacation. That's funny. Yeah. I did Alcatraz, did like all the stuff around there. It was, it was really fun. Oh, I don't know anything. Like, what was that like? I haven't been to that one. Even well, I haven't been to any of the museums in California, but. So the Alcatraz prison, I've always had a fascination with it. And, you know, you see it in movies and stuff. It's like, it's so small in real life. Like, it's so small. And then, like, while I was there, I was like, man, I need a souvenir. So we went out on the prison yard and there was like a piece of the concrete there. And there's like all these signs like, don't take anything while it's federal fence. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take this rock from the rock. I'm going to take a rock from the rock. And then I take it. And so my wife's like, you're going to go to jail or whatever. So we walk out and as we're walking out, you go through the gift shop and they sell rocks the same size, like buy a rock from the rock. I was like, I could have just bought one. <laughs> yeah. So what about favorite animals? I really love French bulldogs and um, the hog nose, like the, the hog noses that eat. I like those ones. <laughs> Yes. Uh, and, and just dogs in general, but I, I've really, ever since we got a French bulldog, like I'll never buy another dog breed ever again. I'll only have Frenchies for the rest of my life. I, I mean, she, she keeps me so entertained. She's like my little best friend. So that's probably my favorite animal on the planet. So I got a question for both of you guys. Okay. What, what made you guys want to like start a podcast and, and, and go through all that? <laughs> So Rachel actually started this mess. <laughs> Which started with James, because he thought it would be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we, so um, Rachel had actually asked someone else to co-host a podcast with her. And the other person wasn't really in a place where she could. And so um, that person actually told her to ask me. And so that's kind of how we got started. But. And then we had to come up with a um, a format for the show, and so so we worked on that and decided we wanted to talk to reptile keepers about themselves instead of about reptiles. <laughs> so, do you like to read or? Yeah, I, I used to do a lot of reading, but now life's just uh, too busy. So I, I I love podcasts. So that's why, like, you'll always see me helping uh support and promote like people that do podcasts like all what's, what's your favorite podcast it doesn't have to be snake related snakes and the fat man and time <laughs> suck i have you guys ever listened to time suck by dan no, cummins dude I uh, you got to check it out because it's like a comedian doing doing like an informational documentary so it's like funny and informative and he covers like different topics like history serial killers like anything it's it's crazy I it's, love it's very entertaining killer. and they're yeah serial killer podcast I used to do I used to do those and then I got my wife on those and then she like bombed me with serial so I don't even I can't do too many serial killers outside of time suck anymore my wife every day I hear a podcast of serial killers going on in my bedroom with my wife in there <laughs> yep <laughs> so do you have um like favorite TV series? Well, my all time one would probably be Lost or Highlander. That's kind of dating myself. But, oh, uh, I love Highlander. <laughs> I was saying I love Highlander. <laughs> That's probably yeah. making me really. I actually have the whole like series in the other room on DVD. I probably shouldn't say that out loud, but there it is. Uh, so, like, currently, though, I was just watching uh, the new Vikings, Valhalla. Uh, the Last Kingdom. I, I'm into all that kind of anything that has to do with swords and stuff. I'm get me out of modern times type stuff, you know. So. Is that the kind of books you read too? 
like fantasy. Oh yeah, all fantasy stuff. Like yeah. Did you play like board game, like D and D, or any of that kind of stuff? No, that that uh, you have to sit down for too long to do that. Like a reading, I could do because I could like zone out, but like I can't do a board game for too long. I get too sidetracked. As <laughs> <laughs> like reading, you can put yourself into it, and you're right there with them. So, right, right, right. Like I just go to a quiet place and and dive in a book, and like you won't see me forever for hours. But a board it's one game, of my favorite I, things to do. <laughs> I can't really find time to, to read anymore though. Like with the snakes and work and kids and so podcast is my yep. substitute for reading, I guess. Yeah, we, ours is audiobooks. I don't like audiobooks. I'm so weird about books. I want to be able to touch it while I'm reading it, not just listen to it. So Jack was the same way for a long time until he figured out that he could do other things and still get a book in. I'm kind of old school though, too. Like I, I can never do digital books. Like I want a paper book that I turn the pages. Cause sometimes I like to flip back a couple pages just to like double check something. Like, you know, I get really into it. I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's the worst thing you ever did for money? Oh, God, you're probably asking the wrong guy. That, that, you know, I've done some, I've done some really bad things in my life. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, like we're not gonna judge, don't worry. <laughs> legal or illegal? How about that? Let, let's leave it illegal. Like, what's, what's the? What's I mean, the, I've done some really like shitty jobs, and then on the illegal spectrum, man, like I lived a whole different life at one point. So. So what is the craziest legal thing you have done for money? Um, yeah, I don't know about, I mean, man, you guys really asked some hard questions here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I've been, a, I've, I, I've done a lot of different, like I was a tree trimmer. So if you're thinking like crazy, like adrenaline junkie, dangerous stuff, like I used to swing around and, and big 80 foot tall eucalyptus trees. I used to do that for a living. And then I've done weird stuff. Like I've done like a door to door sales type stuff to you at one point. I mean, I've even worked at McDonald's. I mean, like I've done so many different things in my life. I've lived a great life, honestly. So I, I'd never complain about anything. So. so you mentioned earlier, you have uh, grandkids. How many grandkids do you have? I have four as of right now. So my oldest one is eight all the way down to less than a year. Oh, how sweet. And you get to see them a lot or? So when we were in California, one of the middle granddaughters would, she would be at our house like for like a week, a month while my son worked, she would come and stay with us. And then he would come by after work, you know, and all that. Mm -hmm. But uh, we haven't got to see any of them since we moved to Tennessee. So okay. I need to, I need to remedy that problem because I know my wife's going through like grandkid withdrawals and uh, I mean, I miss them too, but I think there's a, I don't know. There's something different with the grandma side of stuff. You know, she needs to see them. So what does Kelly do? She's a property manager. So she's the, she's the one that'll evict you or give you permission to rent a house, like all that kind of, she's, she's that girl. She's that, that lady. That was my first professional job. I, I managed apartments and like um, later on some like higher end high rise kind of apartments. Yeah. So that was my first like professional career job. So. Yeah. She's done that her whole life. So she's done like the whole thing, like all the super fancy places in San Diego. And so what's something that, that you want people to know about you? Ah, uh... I don't know, you know, I'm just, uh, I don't know. That's a rough question. I would, I would say it's not really about me, but if you knew like my whole life story and stuff, man, like anything's possible, like never give up. Anything is always, always possible. So that that's, uh, with, with, with trying to make it short and not making like a, five hour lifelong story podcasting. You know, it's just like <laughs> keep your head up and keep moving forward because anything is possible. So. 
And that's very true. So you've had some challenges in your life that you've overcome, obviously. Like what's yeah, the yeah. what's kind of the worst thing? I mean, I see there's been so many. Like I've been shot, I've been stabbed, I've spent five years in prison, I've had my jaw ripped off and replaced with the titanium jaw. Like, like my life has been so all over the board. There's other things too, like I'm a college dropout that, I mean, a high school dropout that has a college degree and stuff. So like I've lived all these different lives within my little life. So, so yeah. I was like, just keep your head up and keep moving forward, man. It's always like anything's possible. So, so what did you get your degree in? Occupational safety and health. So I, I've, I was a safety manager for like the past five years. I just kind of transitioned out of that because that that job had me traveling too much. Yeah, that one. Does I mean, it's good money sure. and stuff, but yeah, but you have to travel yeah. everywhere. But I got to work on cool projects and stuff too. Like I was part of like the new LA Rams stadium, and I got to go through Texas and build all that wind energy stuff and travel. I, I don't know. Jobs are cool too because I got to travel all over for them, but not enough family time was a uh, was the deciding factor. You like podcasts. So if you could host a podcast, what would it be about? Mm. God, it's so cliche, but I, I would want to just talk to to people that have been through similar stuff to me, you know, like came out of very bad situations and how they came through it and, and where they're at in life now, you know, kind of like an inspirational thing. But I like to hear other people's stories that have had like the really low lows, you know. I think, uh, I mean, I, I haven't found it too much, but everyone always talks about the good stuff. But you know, unless it's a murder, then the, then they get their own podcast. But it doesn't have to go that far. You know what I mean? Like no, you have lows yeah. and still make. Yeah. <laughs> so. So um, did you have help getting kind of together or was it something that you did on your own? Like, how did you get through all of that? Uh well, there's been a lot of different situations. And I mean, mainly though, I would say uh, 12 step programs helped me the most. And that's what, that's what got me to where I'm at currently in, in my life right now. You know, so it works. Uh, yeah. Learning that, that uh, admitting defeat over certain situations actually gives you freedom. You know, that was like a rough one. Yeah, I, I never wanted to admit that I, I wasn't strong enough to do certain things, you know what I mean? So that's, that's probably something that's uh, helped me the most in my life. Like, I just, I can't, I can't do certain things without it affecting every aspect of my life. So I just abstain from everything. Well, everything that's uh, like mind altering or whatever, I just abstain from everything at this point in my life. So. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what would be your like worst job? Like if, if someone just gave you a job and said you have to do this job for the rest of your life, what would be the worst thing you can think of? God, anything that has to do with meetings. So like when I was doing the safety stuff and, and like safety present presentations and meetings oh my god it was killing me man like i can't do that like that was another reason why i kind of transitioned away from it a little bit like god i don't know public speaking and like meetings like with you know ma other managers and stuff like i hated it it's like everyone's just talking to make themselves like look smart and it's like it's all bullshit. like let's just cut to the chase and be real <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't have time in my life for this you know so anything that has to do with those things like i I don't think I could do it. It would kill me. I'd rather go, you know, shovel ditches or climb trees or do something else again. Yeah, I, I, just, <laughs> I can't do it. So if you had an extra hour in every day, what would you do with it? <sighs> just one hour? I, I don't think an hour is enough, but uh, I, I would like to just hang out with the wife in peace and quiet, you know? I don't think me and her get enough time with just me and her yeah we're really busy so hang out with the wife in peace and quiet for an hour whether it's uh watch tv or do whatever i mean just yeah just a little me and her time 
What's your dream job? Well, I would like to do the reptile thing full time, but I, I mean, I, I don't have any high hopes in that being full time because it might not be fun anymore at that point. But I don't know. Would it keep you busy? Traveling then? around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't have enough. Right now, with everything, I'm kind of, I can't expand anymore with my current workload. So I'm, I'm cycling out older breeders for stuff that's growing up. And I'm like, I'm at that phase already. I can't, I can't, I can't buy more racks because I, I can't take care of that much more. So I would like to have more time. In an ideal world, I'd have a, a cool job where I only had to work like two or three days and there was my medical insurance over there and then I could spend the rest of the week doing snakes. That would be like my perfect job, whatever that job is, but that would be the perfect job. That's what Jack does. He works his day job like 20 hours a week and then he gets to do the reptiles the rest of the time. So he's yes, pretty happy. That would, he loves yeah, it. That would, yeah, that would be my dream situation, you know, right you know, there. He's He's been pretty happy with that arrangement for, it's been a little over a year and, and he loves it, so. It yeah. works out really well. And see, I like that I'm down to cleaning houses two days a week. Other than that, I'm either um, at the shop working on the rack side of the business or I'm at home working on the snake side of the business and we homeschool our our youngest. Our oldest is already out of the house. So how is homeschooling? That's got to be time consuming, isn't it? No, not really. I just assign him his work. He goes in and does it. We do school Monday through Thursday. Uh, since most of the time we leave Fridays for reptile shows. And if we want a week off because we're just exhausted and don't feel like doing anything, that's what we do. We take a week off, but he always finishes on time or early. So we don't have, haven't had any problems two years of it. And then I was homeschooled most of my life. Other than that, I went to a private school. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I don't, I don't hear about that too much. Like people doing that. So that's pretty cool. So is there anything that you're just really stingy with? time and so i've come to the realization i'm 44 years old now that like time is the most valuable commodity in the world like now that i'm older i used to waste a bunch of time <laughs> years i used to waste years but now it's like time i'm real stingy with my time like i got certain hours allotted to certain things and if somebody needs to like like take away something like that. I like, I have to really think about that nowadays. You know, I'm like, I don't know. Can I afford to waste that hour doing that? I don't know. You know, so, mm -hmm. or two hours or like, Oh, they want me to go to wherever. And I'm like, I don't know about that. And so time would be something I'm kind of stingy with. And, and something I learned too is I got to like have me time. I'll forget about me mm -hmm. a lot. Like I keep myself so busy doing everything else. And then pretty soon I'm like, I need to like just chill out for an hour. How about that? Just chill, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's one of the hardest things to do though. I think for me it is. But. I think it is for a lot of people. Uh, definitely me time is really important to your mental health in my opinion. Yeah. My, my me time usually involves Jack. So <laughs> it's not really just, I, I don't really have a desire to have just me time. Is that weird? Like it doesn't bother me at all. Like I'd much yeah, rather just I, spend my time with him. Yeah, I I don't know. I I need some just me time every now and then. Oh, I don't have that problem. Like uh, Chris Eaton kind of said it on his deal. Like he's made for COVID. Like when COVID hit, I, that was me. I was like, this is perfect, man. Like <laughs> nobody. I was an essential worker. So I was like one of the few people out in California at the time. I was like, this is so great. There's no traffic. I don't have to wait in line. Like, it's just me. I love this, you know? <laughs> Jack was good with all of it, except for when they closed the gyms and then he was done. Cause I mean, he's, everybody knows he's super into working out. And so like that, it, he just couldn't, he could not function with the gym's clothes. Luckily it was only for like three months and then he could go back to the gym, but he was miserable. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. But he, I mean, was, he was an essential worker too. So he, he still had to go to work every day. Like he didn't really miss work. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, my wife and kids didn't really like 
the lockdown because we were locked down pretty much for the whole year after it hit in California. Like the kids never went to school again or anything. So then when we moved to Tennessee, it's like COVID doesn't exist out here. So it was like coming back to the real world. So it was, it was pretty cool. They got to go back to school that whole year. They complained that they didn't like doing the, the online school. They wanted to go back to school. Now, a year later of regular school, they're like, I don't want to go to school. I'm like, don't you remember last year you were so happy to go? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever met any celebrities? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I met a bunch of various people. I grew up in a town called Santa Paula in California. We were like an hour away from Hollywood. And it was like a, a little Mayberry type town. So they used to film a lot there for movies and stuff. So I met like just like random people like MacGyver, Nick Nolte, Martin Short, like just random. They would just come to our town and they just go to our restaurants and stuff. And like I, as a little kid, I would ride around town on my skateboard. And when they'd film movies, they'd have like the catering tents and stuff. And I would just walk up in there with my skateboard and go eat. And like they would always like welcome you and stuff. And they just meet. Like I used to go to Joe Cocker's house because my friend was like best friends with Joe Cocker. And I met all kinds of random people and Nick Menza, the drummer from Megadeth. I've been over to his house a few times. I mean, he's, he's passed away since then, but uh, yeah, just like I've met a bunch of random, totally random. What kind of music are you into? Oh, heavy metal <laughs> till the day I die. <laughs> I knew the answer, but I thought it would be fun to ask you anyway. So what's, yeah, your, what's your favorite band? Favorite all time, Guns N' Roses. But that would be kind of like easy listening to me, honestly. But uh, Guns N' Roses would be like my most sentimental favorite band of all time. Like there's a lot of emotional connection. Like when they broke up, I, I felt like I, like my parents were going through a divorce, you know? <laughs> but I, I'm into like a, some of that, a lot of the harder stuff too like spring texas in houston area like there's good music right there you know i'm into like the texas stuff the louisiana stuff like crowbar and next order and and uh, stuff like that sadie may from houston man that's a killer band carry the storm from houston I'm like yeah mm-hmm. so. it's like we've had some good ones come out i know last year at buzzfest i found a new band that i liked they they do uh, auditions for local bands and uh, the band was called mirror Lake and they're really good. I enjoyed them quite a bit. They're not yeah. really heavy, but they're really good. Yeah. The, the music industry has definitely changed from when I was a kid till now. So it's like, uh, I think the days of the super rock bands are over, but there's like good music everywhere yeah. since everyone can like record it themselves and stuff nowadays. Like there's just so much good music. It's like endless rabbit holes. I go down. I listen to, well, the easiest way to tell you is I listen to Octane most of the time, like 99% mm-hmm. of the time. So I I like hard rock, not not necessarily, like liquid metal is too hard for me. Like I prefer yeah. hard rock. I'm the same, hard rock. <laughs> yeah, like Shinedown's probably my favorite band of all time. Love them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like Five Finger and Chevelle and... I like some older stuff, and I don't know. Chevelle was at BuzzFest last year. Yeah, I just went on a Chevelle kick for a couple weeks, like last month. Yeah. yeah. Well, Down's coming out with a new album, so I'm pretty stoked. About that. Nice. So I could listen to all of their stuff on repeat all the time. Tool yeah. is another huge one for me. Love Tool. You know, that's Robert's yeah. band. Yeah. Is Tool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tool was like definitely different when they first came out. I didn't really take to them at first, but like as time passed, I, I really like Tool now. I was kind of the same way. So Tool and same. Marilyn Manson were like that for me. Like I wasn't super interested in the beginning, but after a few years of listening to them, I just, I kind of just really liked them now. Yeah. Tool took me a while, but I automatically liked Marilyn Manson. Right. Well, I was more like alternative in growing, like in high school and stuff. And same. um like I listen, it yeah, it was definitely more on the alternative side in high in high school, because it was yeah. like 90, like I was a '90s alternative and grunge kid, so yeah, that was That's kind my of favorite kind of where station I was. on Alexa. I'm always telling her to play it. 
Yeah, those bands, when I was in my 20s, I was going to a lot of the music festivals, like the OzFest and like the smaller ones and stuff. And those bands were, were popular then. I, I didn't really like them then, but I started liking them more later on. I would go to those concerts to like go see the Slayers and the Panteras that happened to be playing at the same show, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, screw that sissy stuff, you know? But then as I got older, I'm like, oh, that stuff ain't so bad. Like I just started listening to like the Foo Fighters like a year ago. And then Taylor Hawkins dies. I'm like, man, what? So you have tattoos. Is there any other tattoos that you really want? Yeah, I'm going to get the uh, the small town logo somehow. I'm not really sure. So Matt from O'Malley's Morse, uh, he's a Knoxville guy, and he's a tattooist by day. That's his day trade. So mm -hmm. I'm going to have him do some work on me. I'm going to write it off as a company expense. A marketing? Too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's marketing, yeah, promotional. Marketing 100%. Yeah. <laughs> like a tag so. on your car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. <laughs> now, do you have a lot of tattoos, Shane? Uh, yeah, sort of. I mean, I got them because uh, of that era I grew up in. I kept everything like in a short sleeve shirt for a long time. So I'm like kind of like all up in my armpits and mm -hmm. legs and stuff. Like I had all that. And then, uh, so I was thinking about like when I go see Matt, I was thinking about going full sleeves at this point because tattoos are commonplace in this day and age. But uh, back in like the 90s and the 2000s, like you didn't want tattoos down below because job markets and stuff. You know? Yeah, Jack and I were just talking about how different just in the last 10 years things have that weren't socially acceptable before have become just mainstream like um like tattoo like people having tattoos showing in like a corporate setting like that wasn't a thing 10 years ago right. and like just people like cussing in public wasn't really socially acceptable and now people do it all the time and don't even think about it and i think it had a lot to do with us being able to access um access things on the internet that weren't filtered anymore right so people yep. just got desensitized to them over time so i thought that was really interesting it wasn't yeah, something that I had really thought about until just the other day. And then I was like, it's it's really just been within like the last five or 10 years that any of this stuff has been okay. So. Yeah, because when I was growing up, you would never see like a cop with a full sleeve of tattoos. And now that's like super common. You know, like yeah, like you see. Yeah. So yeah, times have changed. I can't even keep up. I never really kept up ever in my life. I always just kind of did my own thing, but now I definitely exactly. can't keep up. I don't, yep. I don't even pay attention anymore. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> yeah. What's the first thing you do in the morning? Uh, grab a coffee and chill. So I, I work nights right now. So my morning is actually at like three o'clock in the day. I'm still adjusting to that. So I used to just get up and brush my teeth and run out the door for work in the morning. But now waking up in the day, it takes me like an hour to wake up. So I just kind of chill. I go through my social media, drink coffee, get my little nicotine pouch and uh, just, just chill. Do you? And, and so I get attacked by the dogs too. Like the dogs are like. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> So are you work at nights? Do you get to see the kids a little bit more before you go to work? Is it kind of weird? Yeah, exactly. Like you switch that schedule where you see them in the morning now and and not so much at night. Well, so it's actually the it's actually the opposite of that. So I go I go to work at eleven o'clock at night and I work till nine thirty in the morning. So then I wake up when they come home from school. So I'm here with them all the way till they go to bed at nine thirty, and then I leave for work and. I actually get more more time with them working nights. Yeah, I was wondering about that. If you got to spend more time with them. Yeah, cool. and definitely more time than when I travel. So anything's a win on that front. But yeah, it's it's actually a pretty good schedule. It's just that my Friday is actually getting off Saturday morning. So that part of it's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't so. think I could ever have a night job, like an overnight job. I, oh, I loved it. it. Oh, I, I loved it. I'm a 10 to 2 person, like hardcore. <laughs> like I'm good from 10 in the morning yeah. to 2 in the afternoon. Like earlier, earlier than that, not so much. And I'm like, there's no way. Like I'm 
cold out cold by 10 30 <laughs> <laughs> at night like I, I can't i would never be able to stay awake well that's that's how my whole life pretty much was like i was always to get up at like 3 30 or 4 30 in the morning to go to work type person so like my sleeping in was like six o'clock in the morning and now it's like i'm the mirror image of that so it's kind of rough sometimes like body wise getting used to it but i'm i'm starting to get in the swing and stuff it's while i'm at work seeing the sun comes up seeing the sun come up like my body starts shutting down then so like i start nodding off and stuff so i take my lunch at seven and go take like a 15 minute nap and then, uh, then i'm good to go for the rest of my shift and and drive home that was hard i wasn't able i was nodding off while i was driving home and i actually like went off the road one day and I was like, dude, I got to like oh, no. start taking a nap at lunch or something. Cause like, I'm going to kill myself again, coming home from work. So that fixed the problem. 15 minute nap. I'm good to go till I come home. Yeah. It's, it's kind of rough, but you know, like going off the road in Tennessee is a gamble though. Cause like our roads are like, some of them are ditches. Sometimes it's a lake or a river or a cliff. Like, I just happened to go off the road where it was flat. I was like, man, I don't know. That's pretty good luck, man. I need to change something here. <laughs> A wake-up call. Yeah, literally a wake-up call. How far is it to go to work? Uh, it takes me about 40 minutes, so it's not too far. So are you are you kind of rural, I guess? Yeah, yeah, no. So I'm like 20 minutes from downtown Knoxville, but I'm outside the city limits in the county when we're right by the, the Tennessee River. So we're kind of rural, but like, to like go shopping and go to town and stuff we're 10 minutes away but we're kind of secluded so it works because my my wife's like a city girl and i'm more of like the mountain man i don't want to see people type person mm -hmm. so this this kind of works we've always kind of lived on the outskirts of cities that's like our happy medium so i, I don't want to drive through town and she likes to go to town so it's kind of like locations like this gives us both what we need yeah jack and i would just we both prefer to just live in the middle of nowhere yeah. i don't want to see anyone unless i unless i go to shows or unless i drive 30 minutes or an hour to go to the grocery store yeah. <laughs> like i'd I be feel, fine with that i know the same thing i said robert i told my happy medium would be no more than 45 minutes to town like i'm okay with that yeah i don't i i would i would like that i don't think my wife would would be happy with that <laughs> like right here we just happen to live like 10 minutes from like the best little shopping area in the Knoxville area. So she, I mean, that keeps her happy. That's her therapy. You know, I come clean snakes, she goes shopping, so whatever. <laughs> like I like to shop, but I don't do it nearly as much as I used to. My snakes keep me too busy. Yeah, I hate shopping, so I don't even go shopping. It's not therapeutic for me. Like I, I am very much like, I have a list and this is what I'm gonna get. Even like clothes shopping and I, like, I just, it's not my thing. I, I'm yeah. like, I know exactly what I need and this is what I'm going to get. <laughs> and I'm going yeah. to get it and I'm all out. day shopping. <laughs> oh, mess no. Yeah, see, normally, so I attribute us being able to stay married so long because we don't go shopping together because we're complete opposite style of shoppers. <laughs> but today, after Boy Scouts, I have to go to Costco with her and I'm like dreading it. I'm like, oh my God. She says we're just going for this one thing, but it's really going to be two hours, you know? <laughs> I was like, you don't go into Costco and not spend at least $100 and at least an hour and a half. It just doesn't yeah. happen. All I, I want is some moon pies. That's all I want. I just want a box of moon pies. <laughs> I would just walk in there and buy the moon pies and leave, but I know it's not going to be that easy. <laughs> no. So I made the mistake of taking Jack to Sam's with me one time. He was only he only got to go once. So he decided we were watching, we watched like food shows a lot, like um, mm. Man versus Food and um, Good Eats and that kind of stuff. And so they had this giant homemade grilled cheese. It was like, I don't know, seven different cheeses of grilled cheese. And Jack's like, I want to make one of those. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So we go to Sam's and he decides he wants to buy the ingredients at Sam's. We spent like $150 on cheese to make a grilled cheese sandwich. And I'm like, this is the most ridiculous thing ever done. It. He just didn't go shop. Like we went to 
um, we have like a little butcher shop that does um, local meats and they also do their own beef jerky and um, they, they have Wagyu at the shop, um, Wagyu ribeyes and things like that. Nice. And so we go in and we ask them for, you know, some Wagyu steaks and um, they, they bring out the, ro the a roast, a whole uh, ribeye roast. And they're like, okay, well, you know, how thick do you want them? And Jack goes, why don't you just cut the whole thing up? Like, I'll just take the whole rope. And I was like, <laughs> you're like, what? The whole thing. Like, it was ridiculous. Like $600 for yeah. this wagon rope. I was like, this is absurd. But, but it was so whatever. good. It's food. That's yeah, but it actually, it actually saves time because you don't have to go back anytime soon, right? No, no but we had them in the freezer for a while. And, See? But I was just. That, but that's why he doesn't go shopping with me, especially food <laughs> shopping. I was like, I, th I think I would go shopping with Jack because that's how I shop. Like, <laughs> I'm a, I only want to come here once. I'm going to send you and Jack and Robert to the store together. <laughs> Y'all just go get it. We'd be broke. Like, broke. <laughs> we probably would too. Shane, is there anything that you were afraid of as a child? No, not really. I walk. More like uh like deep fears, like scared of failure, those kind of things, you know. Like yeah, things I'm still uh, I got I'm not so scared to fail now because you know that's a learning experience, but you know, just like those deep seated fears, but nothing in particular. Well, I don't like spiders though. Like you'll never see tarantulas or none of the creepy crawlies over here. <laughs> I don't like bugs. Like I just I don't like them. I have one and she creeps me out or he, I guess I found out recently it's a he, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I, I, I don't mind looking at him. Like he's fine in his little enclosure and I, I, it's fascinating from a like creepy sort of way, but I won't touch him. <laughs> yeah. I, so um, they were actually Robert and uh, James were laughing at me when I talked to them about this before, but so my tarantula had molted and I got to pull the malt out of his cage. And like, I'm creeped out. Cause I, I don't like opening the cage. Like I'm fine with it as long as it's closed. And so I got to open the cage and I pull the malt out and um, like, I'm all like super nervous about it. And I throw it in the trash can. That's it. We have a little trash can in the living room. And, um, and then I forget about it. And so, for like a week, every time I went to go throw something else in that trash can, I jumped out of my skin because if <laughs> I saw the malt, thinking it was a spider, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like I couldn't leave it in the trash can because it it like every time I saw it, it made me jump. And I knew I like I knew what it was. I knew it yeah. wasn't alive, and I just could not get my brain to say that it was okay. <laughs> this thing was in the trash can. I, I'm the same way with that. It's just thing like insects. I don't, I don't like them. I know it sounds hip, hypocritical coming from a reptile person, but like, I just, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I just don't like insects, man. I don't like those like centipede things, and I don't want keep those things away from me. So I have, I, I don't mind. I don't like. I don't, I don't know where the line is, right? Like, I don't, I don't like scorpions, and I don't really care for spiders, and. Um, like centipedes and millipedes, but I, I don't mind isopods and I don't like, I really don't mind dubias and grasshoppers and like all the other bugs, but just the, I don't know, the weird whole bunch of legs bugs or. See, I guess they don't really bother me. I've always yeah, been but... like, okay, get out of the house, get out of the house, get out of the house type thing, you know? And I do want to own a couple of the things, so I don't yet, but. Yeah. I'm not interested in owning anymore. Like, I found out this one was a male and Ben was like, Hey, you should get a female. No, I'm good. <laughs> like, <laughs> one is enough. And when he's gone, I probably won't have another one. Like that, oh, yeah. that was it. That was my one yeah. and done. Yeah. You don't want to be having baby. Those things have like hundreds of babies, mm -hmm. man. Like, no, 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 yeah. No. <laughs> no. I was like, Oh my God, you're going to make me sick. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But you brought up, you brought up dubias. Like I don't even like dubias. Like, yeah. uh, what, one of the leopard geckos we hatched uh, wasn't eating. So one of the leopard gecko people told me, it's like, oh, try dubious because we do mealworms. And I was like, I, I was like the whole way to the pet store to buy them. I'm like, 
I am literally paying money to bring roaches in my house. Like I'm not cool. You can't with live in your house. I, yeah, this, I like them. I love them as feeders. Oh, I'm like, oh, I can't believe this. Yeah. Thing Cause I didn't, I like, I can't stand crickets and it's not that I have a fear of crickets. I just don't, they stink and I just don't want to deal with them and they're wet and they die. And I'm not interested in that. Nope. So. Only yeah, and if they don't eat them, they start, they start chirping at night. If the, if the animal doesn't eat them, I hate crickets too. But I'm not bringing those in my house. So nope. I said yeah. dubious instead. I mean, we had super worms and things like that, but yeah, dubious. Millwork. I like mealworms because I have a little mini fridge in here and I just take them out, let them warm up for a little bit in the broom tent and throw them in the bowl. They don't go nowhere. I mean, they're perfect. <laughs> What's something that you never, that you do now that you never thought you would ever do? Well, I, I would say live sober, honestly, for being honest. Like I never, I never thought, I'm like, I was a total sex, drugs, and rock and roll type person my whole life, you know? And uh, yeah, just like saying no to alcohol and all that stuff's like just a total different way of life for me. That's something I never, I could have never guessed. So I'm five years sober at this point. I would have never guessed that, you know, five years ago though. Like that, I, and then that I would be sober and I, I actually enjoy life more. Like that's like a moment, you know? I still have trouble with some things though. Like I can't listen to country music anymore. Like it's just that, I don't know. If there's no beer involved with country music, I can't, I can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't listened to George Jones or David Allen Coe in, in a lot of years, you know? <laughs> so did you have, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, did you have a, a defining moment in your life that you were like, I have to be sober. I cannot do this anymore. <sighs> well, I should have had a, I should have realized that a lot sooner. I mean, all of my uh, legal troubles were always like drug related stuff and everything. And, uh, but for a lot of years, I stayed away from drugs and I only drank, but like having, I, I was physically dependent on it mm -hmm. for like years, you know? And uh, that was like the kicker. Like I just, I just woke up one day and I was like, man, I'm a slave. Like I have to drink in order to like, function or else I start having DTs and stuff. And I was yeah. just like, I'm tired of it. Just drew the line that day. I was just like, I'm done. I can't do it no more. What would you say is the best thing about being you? About being what? You. Oh, um, I don't know. That's a, that's a rough question. I kind of already said earlier though, I've lived like a whole bunch of different kind of lives within my little life. And, that's probably the best thing. Like I'm the most, I'm probably one of the most grateful people you'll ever meet. Like I'm so grateful for just everything. So. Well, you've seen life yeah, on two I'm, different sides of the coin. So see, I'm getting teary eyed right now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a testament to show, you know, that what you've been through has built you to make you who you are now. And, and now being sober, you can look at it in a completely different way as well. It's another perspective. And uh, yeah. it seems that you definitely, love life and and continue to keep living it to the fullest and in, in whatever way that makes you happy like little things driving home from work saturday morning it was like sunny the trees are starting to bud and i was like man life is so beautiful but like five ten years ago i would have been like oh, i can't wait to go home and drink a beer and put on some music or so i wouldn't have even stopped to enjoy the beauty on the way you know just uh just a different state of mind these days most people don't know, but Shane is probably one of our biggest, um, our biggest supporters, I guess. He's been, yeah. been a huge supporter of the show since day one. And we cannot tell you how much we appreciate that. And yes. uh, it's been fantastic talking to you. Um, why don't you tell people how to get a hold of you? So on Facebook, um, there is Shane Kelly. And then I have a small town exotics page there. I, I don't really do too much there on the small town exotics page though. Uh, it's exotics with an X. There's no E in front of it. And uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, message me on any of those and I'll get it. Or a private message me on Facebook under my personal account. And uh, I'm happy you guys are doing a podcast. We needed a feminine touch, you know, so I'm really excited for that. 
I, I enjoy I I enjoy listening to your guys' stuff, honestly. I mean, it's great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Shane. Thank you so much for coming on, and we will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the In Blue, a reptile podcast on the Reptile Gumbo Network. You guys take care.